0: It's Monday, April 6th.
1: This is 2020. This is 2020. This is 2020. This is 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020.
0: 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. This is 2020. Welcome to 2020.
2: Start remembering what you hear. Well, hi out there. Welcome to
0: House of Hoops.
2: And now, the world's foremost authority. Hey,
0: yeah. I'm hey, Jeff Hausman hey,
2: What do you do? It's a highly specialized field. <laughs> Playing records. Constant fun.
0: Welcome to episode eight. On this episode, I welcome Bo on the phone. Out. Uh, laddie's out this week. No special guests, but we try to have some fun and talk a little hoops.
2: You're there creating, thinking, feeling, doing. It's a lot of fun to do. Let's <laughs> go Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first annual DJ convention.
0: Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops. We're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. Is
2: that good? It's only good when people listen. But if people don't listen to it, then it's no good. No, that's wrong. You'll do it this way. He'll do it this way. He's having a ball. (laughs) DJ work is one of the most rewarding and enjoyable tasks a person can set for himself. (laughs) If you don't like the product, keep your mouth shut. It's as simple as that. If I get killed, fuck it. People get ready. The robots are coming.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Hope you enjoy. Oh, you there?
1: I'm here. I'm ready to ready to talk about basketball. <laughs> it's
0: not a lot to talk about. I know that, but I'm trying to make it fun. What have you been up to this week?
1: Uh, I've been homebound, like most of everyone. We had spring break last week, so there was no distance learning for my first grader. And today we started her distance learning stuff, and that basically of was playing videos on the iPad from her first grade teacher, and then the other two kids. I put the TV on so they don't leave they, they don't bother us. <laughs> so yeah. there's a disproportionate amount of television watched in our house today.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's got to be tough, man. You're cooped up in the house. You guys can't really do much,
1: huh? It's not too bad. It's been warm here, warmer. So we've been riding bikes and getting out. I've oh, been cool. riding my cruiser skateboard with them, and uh, you know we're adjusting to life being homebound it's it's not it's 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 been good the f- extra family time is yeah is pretty awesome yeah yeah though sometimes maddening but but uh, you know i'm trying to look at the bright side of it or everything
0: i can see that let's see one thing i noticed in the nba this week was a lot of people writing stories about off season a lot of people writing and releasing stories about the off season. It almost looks like writers and inside NBA people are preparing for a no season. Obviously and you and me talked about this earlier, but obviously the league wants to continue play. They're bleeding cash right now. They need income. They're asking players to take less money. They asked them to take 50% uh, pay cuts. I guess they're going to try to counter-propose with 25%. But it kind of feels like people are preparing for no season. I mean, should they just go ahead with the off-season schedule, whether they're playing or not?
1: I think they're going to hold out as long as they can. There's no reason to declare the season lost until at least June 1st. Yeah, And that's just a date I'm picking out of the sky. But we'll see how this how this progresses. There's no chance that there's going to be a vaccine by June. I mean, even if there was a vaccine by June, they still have to produce it.
0: Right. You know, I saw a couple of players have filed paperwork for draft eligibility. Uh, some college players, some overseas players over the last week here. It just seems like people are kind of preparing for NBA off season that you know the NBA wants to have a season. They want to crown a victor. They want to get as much revenue this year as they can. They got to be. So right now it's April 6th. The draft lottery is slated for less, oh, let's say five or six weeks from now. So we're assuming there's no way there's basketball in five or six weeks. I wouldn't think. I guess they go ahead with the draft lottery,
1: I think the season is the first domino. And then we're going to find out about the draft lottery because let's say there's a scenario where they can do a put everybody in a bubble and everybody can play without fans. Either you have to have a play in tournament or you have like possibly instead of 16 teams in the playoffs, you have like 10 teams in the playoffs or something. Hmm. Um, So I, I think the draft lottery is like is a, is probably one of the last dominoes to fall fall in mean.
0: and then you're looking at June 25th that's the NBA draft it looks to me like everybody's kind of maybe the they're, they're just jumping the gun on these articles that i mean these guys are trying to find stuff to write about you know i think
1: that's part of it i mean you got to you got to follow the money on both sides so the journalists need to generate clicks right. because everybody uh, everyone has stopped. I mean advertisement is stopped Uh-huh. so these these guys have contracts uh they're trying to create revenue for their for themselves or for their jobs yeah so you follow that money, so that's maybe a possible explanation. Then the league they want to make more money, so that's playing games. The draft and the draft lottery don't make them money mm. I think on this, I'm following the money, and I'm waiting for them to cancel games or cancel the season. Then we'll find out about the draft lottery and the draft.
0: Yeah, the uh, regular season would end on April 15th. That's 11 days from now.
1: I know. I was just thinking about before we started recording, we should be talking about playoff positioning in the West.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bummer, man. It would be really interesting right now
1: and I'd be talking about Orlando taking down <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, uh, Milwaukee was on pace for 70 wins
0: too. What a man. Dude, uh tell me about it. I had a bet uh at a casino around here on that. That uh, I guess it's just a canceled bet if they don't have a season, I mean. And when I take that bet slip to the casino, I'll definitely let you know what happens <laughs> please
1: keep me posted maybe we can facetime when you walk up when you go to the casino in 2022
0: <laughs> that's another thing like bets expire after time so if they're not open before the bet expires who knows well, it's, like,
1: it's like i had tickets to like last week i was supposed to fly to new orleans and then we were going to drive to florida And then Spirit Airlines, my flight wasn't canceled, so I couldn't get my money back. And they gave me, like, a $1,400 voucher. And I was, like, thinking to myself, sweet, I can't wait to use this when this airline doesn't exist in 12 months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Might be right, though. Some companies aren't going to make it, man.
1: Well, anyway, let's hope there's basketball. Yeah,
0: basketball. Yeah, we kind of talked about them doing the Vegas thing last week. That looks like the only solution for play is to have everybody in the same place so they're not traveling and they're not exposed and just keep the fans out of there for everybody's safety. But also, pro sports leaders spoke with uh, President Donald Trump of a possible return to play once there was an all-clear from public health officials. Uh, It's hard to be optimistic. We're still... On the incline of this thing, we haven't peaked. We don't. There's no way for anybody to see a light at the end of the tunnel right now.
1: No, we we just don't know. We're just still in the dark. Yeah. Um, social distancing might pay off, but it still doesn't change that there, this virus is out there and that it's super duper contagious. And if you haven't had it, if you don't have the antibodies, then you can get it. And if one player gets it, then what does that mean for the whole bubble? Mm-hmm. It's just like when Rodi Gobert had it and the whole league shut down. Yeah. This thing's just too contagious. It's, it's like a perfect storm. And I'm a pessimist I, on this. I,
0: it's the reality of the situation, though.
1: You know, we need to figure out, and I know this is a sports podcast. But we need to figure out how I get my kids on the school bus. Right. How I can go down to a pizza joint and sit at the bar and have a slice and a beer.
0: And not worry about...
1: Well, just in a small environment. Not, you know, 15 players with the coaching staff and all sweating on each other.
0: You're right. It is going to be, you know, and those things will come back around, I think. It'll just be important not to... In China... They're, they've tried to restart the league twice now. I mean, once you think you're in the clear, you still may not be in the clear. That's the way I look at it. Right. But and how
1: accurate is the testing? What's the error on? Mm-hmm.
0: It's a tough break. Uh, other things in basketball, if you want to move on.
1: Sure. <laughs> well, before we um, move on, I want to give a shout-out to Rob45623 on Reddit. He had a post that said, Toronto is a curse. And so 1918, Toronto won its first Stanley Cup. They won their first Stanley Cup. And then 1919, the Stanley Cup was canceled. That was due to the the Spanish flu pandemic. And then 92, 93, Toronto won a World Series. And then in 1994, the World Series was canceled because of a labor dispute. There was no champion in 94, And then 2019, as we know, the Raptors are defending champs, and there may not be
0: a 2020
1: NBA season.
0: I wonder, are those the only times Toronto's ever won anything?
1: Uh, You know, that's a good question. Yes, yes, in baseball. Let's look up hockey reference.
0: Yeah, look at it. We got time.
1: When do the Maple Leafs come in? I
0: don't know anything about hockey.
1: Oh, they came in, in the 20, 1927.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, I think they invented hockey up there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I live in Minnesota, and that's the state of hockey, so tread carefully here, buddy.
0: <laughs> wow, that would be really crazy if every time Toronto won a sporting event the next year, it was canceled. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: No, they won. They've won a bunch. Okay. Let's see. They won in 18, and this season was was canceled. Then they won in 22, 20, 32, 42, 45, 40. They've
0: won a ton. Okay. I
1: mean, it goes on and on. But then they, let's see, they had they won one in 67. And then, and this is super exciting for everyone at home here. They won one in 1967, and then they have not won one since. So there you go. There it is. Have any made a finals?
0: Surely, there's been other times sporting events have been canceled, uh, not after Toronto won.
1: Yeah, in '05, the NHL had a canceled season, and the um, champion was Tampa Bay Lightning in '04.
0: Okay. All right, but their track record isn't great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, anyway, the,
1: the, it's a it's just a shit post. It was for fun.
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny though. Pretty interesting. Uh, Let's see. Did you see that the uh, NBA, the last dance documentary has been moved up?
1: I did see that.
0: I saw that about on every single Twitter post last week, every single media outlet, but it's been moved up to April 19th. So that's kind of fun. That'll give us that'll give us something basketball related to watch. that's new. That should be really good. That'll definitely be fun. It's about, I guess it's about that last season, that 97-98 Bulls team, second Pete. I believe that's all it's about, that one season. So we got some Dennis Rodman. Yeah, we got Rodman. Um, let's see what else happened this week. Oh, yeah. I got my girlfriend into watching Beverly Hills 90210, the original. Threw that on by chance one day and uh she got like super into it started binge watching it so i walk in the room one night i think it was like episode six on the first season and it's the episode where brandon's trying out for the basketball team (laughs) 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 and it is hilarious if you guys don't remember i think it's on hulu all of the episodes but look up season one episode six and there are so many good one-liners i Should have written some down. They were so funny. I was just cracking up the whole time. (laughs) It's just all these like stereotypical basketball (laughs) one-liners. I was cracking up. So that was a lot of fun. If anybody wants to watch that one episode, also over the week we saw the NBA Players Only 2K tournament. Did you catch any of that? I think it was Friday night and Sunday night.
1: I watched none of that.
0: Yeah, I watched Friday night because I was off work and I was just sitting around the house doing nothing. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Only now would I ever give a shit about watching people play any video game at all on TV, much less on ESPN. Like, who would have ever thought? At one point, I could hear, like, Pat Beverly's family doing the dishes in the background. I was like, what are we? What is this? It was fantastic semi-interesting i don't know there was there's nothing else to watch uh zach levine was awful deandre ayton was not good Dude, those guys were like harrison barnes he was really bad they're just taking bad shots like you have to kind of like playing those games you have to kind of let the gameplay like play out like the guy can't you can't just pop up a jump shot if he's not ready to shoot you know that's the equivalent of a bad shot in video games if he's still moving and he try to shoot or something.
1: You know you know better than me. You always would we'd have some pretty fierce battles. You usually you'd beat me though.
0: Dude, they were playing with the auto subs on. That would that would make me insane. Yeah, they were playing five minute quarters. You only do you, you even auto use? subs? Yeah.
1: You got to have some control of your team.
0: Yeah, dude. I, the first thing I'm doing is turning the auto subs off and the auto timeouts off. <laughs> so I can control who's playing and who's playing against, you know, defensive matchups and shit. Uh, they had it on this like awful three way split screen. So like the actual gameplay was, I don't know, maybe a third of the screen. It was hard to see from far away. And they're doing that like baseline view the way the game naturally comes and there's a reason the NBA doesn't record the game from the baseline because it's not fun to watch that way. They need to figure out some way to display it from the sideline or something so you can watch it like a normal game. What else? Uh, I guess they have the quarterfinals tomorrow on Tuesday. You going to watch it? Um, I'll be at work. I'll have it on at work, but I'm, I mean, I'm not super too interested in it. It was fun to watch the first time it was on, on Friday because you're like, "Oh, something to watch, like something."
1: Something sports related. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I I, don't, I can't see getting like super into it. I don't know. I'll kind of I'll probably follow along a little bit just to see who makes it to the end or whatever. That'll be kind of cool. They'll have a little champion there. The first round was kind of brutal. Some of those guys. Aren't ready. <laughs> Zach Levine, he was talking about he had he doesn't even play video games really. Like, what are you doing? Why are you in this? I, I wonder how they picked who was going to be in the tournament.
1: It was dudes that were available because Gordon Hayward was too busy playing League of Legends.
0: Were they available, or are they all like in the same sport? Do they all have the same agents? So they rigged it up that way. I'm not sure Probably. what. I'm not sure what the requirements for joining. The, were there you go. They did the Hall of Fame inductees, uh Garnett, Kobe, Duncan. I don't know if anybody was left out of that. I just know it happened.
1: Rudy Tom Jonovitz. Johnovitz. Rudy, did he get in?
0: Yep. That's cool. He was a good coach for a long time. He's that Houston coach, right? Yep. Back to back. Oh, dude! I almost forgot, dude. LeBron's, LeBron James's ego must be skyrocketed, dude. Every single guy was either using the Bucks or the Lakers and that two K tournament, <laughs> dude. Every time, I was like, "Is anybody gonna pick like a not super good team?" Some guys were picking the Nets. There might have
1: Durant. Durant was playing.
0: Yeah, because Durant's in. I don't think. Did anybody pick, like, a not good team? Sabonis picked Indiana, which is, I guess that's cool, you know? A healthy
1: healthy old depot.
0: LeBron's ego, if he watched that at all and saw all of his peers wanting to be the Lakers and, like, just controlling the game with LeBron, (laughs) dude, his ego must be insanely high. So you said you uh, listened to a podcast. What was that? Anything good on that?
1: It was uh, the Chad Ford's Big Board podcast, and it was with Hollinger, so I like to listen to whatever Hollinger, whenever he's on anything, and they did a redraft of the 2014 NBA draft. Okay. I listened to it at speed and a half, so I got through it pretty quick.
0: 2014 NBA draft, I'm going to look it up.
1: So the first pick was Wiggins, and then Jabari Parker, and then an injured Joel Embiid. Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, Marcus Smart; those are you know the top, the first six picks.
0: Dario, Zach Levine at thirteen. Yeah, I think Zach you, Levine's a good player. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people in Chicago don't like him.
1: You know, I don't remember they they redid they redrafted the lottery. I um, think they took Levine. I think they took him third overall.
0: Yeah, I mean I liked him. I like him. I think he's a real player. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a good player.
1: I think they had him number three. Yeah. Actually. I and I think I think uh Hollinger took said he would take Anderson in the bottom half of the lottery. It's Kyle Anderson.
0: Okay. I like that. Uh I see an Ante in the second round. It's not Giannis, it's one of his brothers. <laughs>
1: But anyway, just just the top two picks. Hollinger went, uh, Jokic one, yeah, and then uh, Embiid two. And he said Jokic won because you know Jokic plays more games; he's not injured.
0: Yeah, I mean that's sixteenth.
1: And then Hollinger lamented not drafting Jokic because they had the Grizzlies had um, like the thirty fifth pick. And they took Jarnell Stokes. Yeah, they took Stokes. Where did they take him?
0: They had Jordan Adams in the first round. Yeah, and he
1: was just he he just was hurt. That's just yeah. Thirty the thirty fifth pick was Stokes. Here we go. I had the and then Jokic went forty one. And then Hollinger told a story about he went overseas to see Jokic play, and like he was just it was just like a Jokic. Moment in the game where he was just carrying the ball up the court at the buzzer and just flung up a half court shot like, you know, nothing to it and nothing but net just swished it. <laughs> and so, it, if you ever read any, or hear anything Hollinger talk about Jokic, it's like his biggest regret.
0: Yeah. Um, he just has a good feel for the game, I guess.
1: Jokic is, is fucking awesome.
0: I was looking at Nurkic up in 16. That's what that was. Yeah. Let's and then also,
1: Hollinger said when Clint Capella came in, for a workout for the Grizzlies. It was like the worst workout they've ever seen. And if he, if he went to that boardroom to want to
0: draft Capella, he would have been laughed out of the boardroom. <laughs> I don't know what his ceiling is.
1: Well, they said that you know he played overseas, and then he came over to the Nike Hoop Summit and didn't really have a good showing. You know, it's, just, it's hard to project stuff, clearly. I mean, the Nuggets, what they have, they had like three picks before they selected Jokic. So,
0: yeah, they had the 11th pick. They took Doug McDermott,
1: and then I think they traded for some stuff. It doesn't show up, here. But they had a couple other picks before that. So anyway, that was an interesting podcast to listen to.
0: I see Spencer Dinwiddie in this draft at 38.
1: Yeah, they said that. I think they felt. I feel like they said they would have taken him. Yeah, in the top, somewhere in the top 10, maybe top five.
0: Yeah, he's turned out to be a really good player. I don't remember. Uh, obviously, if you knew Dante Exum was going to be hurt every year, you wouldn't touch him at fifth. Same with no
1: you, U- yeah. U- Utah. Think about if Marcus Smart was on Utah.
0: Mm-hmm. Or Julius Randle. or Julius Randle. Even, mm, that would be good. Even
1: T.J. Warren. Mm-hmm.
0: T.J. Warren, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's had. He was having a good year this season.
1: Yeah, and, and Hollinger and Chad Ford talked about that they think he's a good three and D player and that he was just in Phoenix and Phoenix, you just flounder in Phoenix basically.
0: Yeah. Phoenix is a fucking shithole. Not the city, but the team just has been bad for so long. They just haven't had Ugh. good management. Good yeah. Ownership. I think you're right. I think it does come from the management. They've burned through coaches. Now they've got Devin Booker. Who's just, uh, he might need to be traded so he can get a fresh start somewhere come into a culture that's already defined.
1: Remember? He wants to go to Minnesota. Does he? Play with his boys uh Russell and Towns.
0: Was all Kentucky guys. Where did Russell play college?
1: Ohio State.
0: Yeah, that would uh, be interesting for Minnesota if they could I'd be skeptical as long as Carl Anthony Towns is playing there. I don't know. Dude, Towns and Booker on the same team? Is that the no Hart and line team.
1: I don't know what else you're going to do if you're in Minnesota. They already, ha- I mean, they've already, Towns has paid for five years and they have Russell now. Like they're going all in with that core. Yeah. So they just, if need- they could get mm-hmm. Booker, sure. Why not?
0: Yeah. I feel like they need to surround those dudes with like some tough defensive players, some tough guys, maybe some veterans, some like tough guy veterans. Somebody like, well, Kirsten
1: Roushaw. Gerson Rosas will he'll we'll figure it out. I have faith in him.
0: Okay. Somebody like T.J. Warren might fit in on that squad.
1: Yeah, but Indiana's not giving him up.
0: Yeah. And maybe look at the free agency veterans. See if they can grab a guy just to bring some culture into that locker room. I just I don't trust it. I don't trust Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, certainly not Devin Booker to be like, Winners and dogs do whatever it takes to win. So we'll see. Maybe next year. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I guess. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, the Grizzlies did not draft well in that 2014.
1: That's been a theme throughout the Chris Wallace
0: tenure. Let's see. Do we want to look at any other drafts? 2013? Want to go backwards or forwards?
1: Uh, let's see. How? Let's start. Sure, we can look at 2013. So that was the Anthony Bennett draft. How did Jesus. Memphis? Did they give their pick to? Uh, that was the Rudy Gobert draft. Denver drafted him. That was Giannis
0: Antetokounmpo. CJ McCollum at the tenth pick.
1: Yeah. So they supposed to, Grizzlies were supposed to have the twenty-sixth pick. So they messed out on Rudy Gobert. Alan Crabb, Ray McCollum, whoever that is, Nate Walters. He played for the Grizzlies, I feel like. Or maybe my fantasy team.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a lost draft as far as Memphis goes. That was a terrible draft. Let's try it again. Yeah, it's pick not, another one. It's not looking good. That's a Giannis is all I see here, 15th pick. That's the only real game changer on here. Tim Hardaway, 24th. I, I like Tim Hardaway, 24th pick. He went late. I think you can plug a guy like Tim Hardaway into any team and he'll do well. Where were we? 13? You want to go back to 2012?
1: Sure. Let's look at 2012 quickly. Anthony Davis draft. Oh, the Grizzlies. Tony Roden. That's the most Chris Wallace pick I think I've seen. Ouch. That was the Draymond Green draft. Draymond Green at 35.
0: Ouch. Will Barton went 40th to Portland.
1: Yeah, Barton's Barton's been good.
0: Yeah, he was having a good year. This year, it took him a couple years to get it. Those first couple years in Portland, he wasn't really. I don't think he was ready. You got Jay Crowder, Draymond Green went back to back, 34 and 35. Chris
1: Chris Middleton stands out at 39.
0: That does stand out. Chris Middleton, 39th pick.
1: Texas ain't m
0: he is good.
1: Yeah, Detroit traded him too. What did they trade him for? What, was he like a throw-in? <laughs> oh, he he was traded by the Pistons with Brandon Knight for Brandon Jennings. Maybe it was a throw-in in and the Brandon Jennings
0: trade. Ah, good move, Milwaukee. I
1: always I always thought Jennings was going to be good, and then he he just flamed out. I guess it was his defense.
0: Jennings was good. He blew his. Achilles out. Was it his Achilles?
1: Yeah. I think it was, yeah.
0: Once that happened. Holy
1: moly, look at Chris Middleton's contract.
0: He had a hard time working back from that.
1: And 23-24, Chris Middleton has a player option for $40 million.
0: Hey, now, good for him. You think he'll take that?
1: I think that'll – if if things keep going the way they're going, I think that'll be the salary cap.
0: Yeah, right. 23-24. Yeah, these, uh, these players, man, these owners and players got a lot of tough decisions they're going to have to start making soon. I don't know what they do because they, it's, it's all guaranteed contracts. There's got to be some stipulations in the contracts. Like if they don't play, they don't can get out of those contracts. There's got to be a way. There's got to be something in there that gets the owners off the hook if there's no games.
1: We're going to find out yeah. if there are no games. We'll clearly find out.
0: Let's see. All right. So I'm on 2011.
1: All right. Let's see. <laughs> All right. That was an Irving, Kyrie Irving draft.
0: I see a lot of Euros. In the- Here, let's,
1: let's do this. Let's mock draft the top four picks.
0: Mock draft. Are we taking turns or are we just trying to? Do yeah. It? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Who gets the first pick?
1: You can, it's your podcast, you get the first pick.
0: Bet your ass I do. All right. Let me see. Top five picks twenty eleven. Don't draft. take
1: Chandler Parsons because I'm taking him too.
0: Oh, 6'10 with a ratchet. He's healthy still. Okay. I'll just
1: make can I just make this pick for you?
0: No. Pretty it's, obvious. I see a lot of good picks actually. No, it's it's super obvious. It's not though. You just hang yes, on. It is. You hang it is on. Obvious. No, I see who you're talking about. I see a couple good players. But there's first, one player. First overall. One one player. There's a couple.
1: There's one.
0: We're picking them based on their rookie years or No,
1: no, no, no. they their their careers up to going this point
0: Going forward. Career, okay. Forward. All right. I'm, I'm going like
1: if This is the Derrick Rose draft. You would not take him one.
0: I'm 1000% going Kawhi Leonard first pick.
1: Exactly. So, now it's my turn. Now that it gets a little trickier after this.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: I'd probably have to go with Jimmy Butler.
0: Okay, that was gonna be my pick. Third overall. Question Does Clay Thompson have a blown out ACL? In this?
1: He'll, he'll be fine, you know he's what? older.
0: Though. I would take him based on just his first few years in the league. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if and he was.
0: I would deal with his knee injury.
1: Right. So if you were, so this is, for, you're picking for Utah
0: now. Dude, how good would Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard be on the same team anyway? Those guys, three and D at small forward and shooting guard, you'd.
1: It would be, it would be pretty awesome.
0: That would be fun.
1: And actually, it'd be kind of, it'd be pretty, pretty amusing because Kawhi doesn't, like both those guys don't care about notoriety.
0: Right. There's in so to win.
1: That'd be actually pretty, that'd be really cool.
0: They're both nice. just machines. That would be that would be fun. Somebody should find a way to put those guys on the same squad.
1: All right, so <laughs> you, you you go with, you went Clay. Yeah,
0: Utah Curry. got Clay Thompson,
1: and then now I'm picking for Cleveland.
0: The fourth pick.
1: Uh, I guess the fourth. Oh, they took Tristan Thompson the fourth. <laughs> well, I think Cleveland would take Kyrie here, and I would probably I'd probably take Kyrie. You could take Kemba, I guess. I mean, you could always take Chandler Parsons.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Kemba there. Because Kyrie yeah, is such a head case. I think I'd rather yeah. have Kemba.
1: I think I'd still take Kyrie. Though Kem- Kemba's durability, I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's a. Well, it's funny. Boston tri- you know, went with Kemba over Kyrie.
0: So we're doing top five. So we I get can. Sure. I get I get three picks. We should probably do top six, so we each get three picks.
1: All right. Well, then you're gonna go.
0: I'm going Toronto. I don't know. They might have got it right with uh, Jonas Valanciunas.
1: Well, Kemba's on the board though.
0: Yeah, it's got to be Kemba.
1: Yeah. So you take Kemba, and then and I'm picking for Washington. And then I'm going to pick between Vucevic, Tobias Harris, basically between those two.
0: Mm, gross. Well,
1: those guys are good. I'd probably have to go with – Marshawn
0: Brooks. I'll
1: probably go with Vuce, I guess, just because he was in Philly and then he went to Orlando, and Orlando's kind of floundered. I'd like to see what Vuce looked like in a, like with a good team. So I think I'd take upside of like a super-skilled center – um though though you like three and d guys like tobias Harris, um I guess I'm being a little biased on bias on Tobias because if you look at his contract it's like it's ridiculous.
0: that was the year Isaiah Thomas went with the last pick
1: all right let's go let's go way back,
0: yeah, this is fun let's do another one
1: <laughs> let's go to ninety nine just do it based off their careers ninety nine just pick something like a semi random
0: all right. Should we do like the first Grizzlies year? Is that 2000? Memphis? Uh, this is still Vancouver country.
1: Sure. If you want to do the first, let's see, it was 2000. No, because the 2000 draft is still Vancouver because Stros in the mix.
0: Yeah, really, I just wanted to be able to draft Stroh. I uh,
1: know. I uh, know you did.
0: What do you want to do, 99?
1: Let's do 99 quick. Let's do top six, 99. All right. And you don't have to do it for teams. You can just do it. We can just go one through six real quick. You can go first.
0: No, no, no. You get to go first on this one.
1: I'll take Manu. Manu. I just think his combination of ball handling and three point shooting and defense and team player, chemistry guy. He
0: moves up from and the if,
1: imagine if Manu is kinda of like Clay Thompson, like if you put him as the alpha on a team, I'd like to I'd love to see what that would have been like.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. He moves up from 57 to first. Yeah. Second pick goes to Vancouver, sort of, because, you know, that was Steve Francis, and he refused to play at Vancouver. He never played a game for the Vancouver Grizzlies.
1: And we can kind of draft off career and and also career slash maybe upside because with situation, things change.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to give me a second here because – I don't want to blow this with a number two overall pick. I've got to... my
1: next two picks, so I'm okay. happy with it whichever way you go.
0: Okay. Give me just a second. So I don't embarrass myself and take James Bosey. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything here.
1: Take Gordon gear check. Ooh, Rodney Buford.
0: Rodney talked Buford
1: about him tw- twice on a podcast now. <sighs>
0: To me, the number two pick is a toss-up between Baron Davis and Steve Francis. Yeah, I'll go Baron.
1: Okay. So you're gonna go Baron. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Lamar Odom. Okay. And I'm th- I'm I'm basing that off of the way the game's played now. Uh, I mean, obviously he's had he's he had a full career. Um, he's had some addiction issues, but if you could put him in less, like in a game like today paneling the ball, shooting threes, playing center. He was so
0: awesome. Yeah, uh Lamar was always one of my favorite players. Just his size and his playmaking Lefty. ability. Yeah, I always liked him. So
1: awesome. And I think I I I think I'm maybe choosing with the heart there. There's maybe a better
0: player, but Well, he's a guy I, I always want to see on my team, but you know, as a Memphis fan, I always wanted to see him play here. That wasn't going to happen though. Yeah, this draft is pretty cut and dry. Everybody kind of went where they were supposed to. There's not a lot of big names down on the list aside from Manu. The top lottery picks are – I mean, some of these guys didn't work out, but I don't see anybody, like, super outside of the lottery that should have been in, you know. I do like
1: your your Baron Davis pick there. That was good.
0: Yeah, Baron. And then I guess with the fourth pick, the Clippers would probably take – I would have to take Steve Francis, the franchise. Stevie Franchise.
1: Then
0: I'd go with uh, Sean Marion. Sean Marion. It's a good pick. And probably, so now this is kind of a toss up. I like uh, Ron Artest. Uh, also, James Posey was hell of a player. You got Andre Karolinko down here. He had a, There's some good players. He had a good And career. then also
1: Elton Brand.
0: Yeah, kind of skipped over Elton. Elton he was, was the first pick. He was good. Yeah, I think it would have to be Elton Brand there. The uh, what did I have? The fifth pick, Six? Uh, yeah. yeah, fifth pick,
1: and then I'd pick one. Well, is that right? I can't even keep up. So we went, we went uh, Manu, Baron, and then Baron, Odom. Lamar,
0: franchise. Yes,
1: yeah, so you were six because I went Sean Marion. You went Elton. Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah I forgot about Marion there. You know who else played a long time in this draft is Andre Miller. Yeah. And Richard Hamilton.
1: Was it ripping that draft?
0: Yeah. Hamilton, Jason Terry, Corey McGarry. McGarry. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good draft there. A lot of solid players. They all – looks like they kind of went where they were supposed to. No big surprises.
1: It's funny. Jason Terry was a leader in minutes in that draft. Points. Leader in minutes and points. So we didn't even – Drafted.
0: Points per game. It was Steve Francis, though. Points per game.
1: Cool. Well, that was a fun little exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was fun. We'll have to pick. Uh, we'll have to pick like three more to do for next next week or something.
1: Yeah, we can do the Big Country Reeves draft.
0: Um. Did you see Louis C.K. stand up?
1: I saw he released a new thing. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Did you watch it?
0: Yeah, it was like a surprise release. I did watch it. I watched it last night. How was it? It was ridiculous, man. It's very funny. Like I, I don't really know what happened with him. And I don't know if anybody knows exactly what really happened. He definitely talks about it from his viewpoint. But it kind of seems like he doesn't give a shit about anything anymore. So, I mean, he really goes off the rails in this special. It's hilarious if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, if you can have a sense of humor about things, it's very funny. I, obviously, a lot of people will be offended or whatever, but I mean, I, I know it's just a comedy bit. He's just trying to say things to make people laugh.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to make a proclamation on what he did or what he was accused on, uh-huh. just because. I, I just I don't I don't I just don't want to say it. I I will I probably will listen to his stuff. I think he's a funny guy. You know, I'm hesitant to make judgments on pretty much anyone on something that's not necessarily hearsay, but more of something I didn't see firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to you know judge someone their entire life, their entire body of work on their worst day of their lives,
0: yeah,
1: or potentially worst day of their life. Like, I'm not I'm not giving Louis C.K. or any of the anyone a pass but we're all human yeah. we all have regrets um it's sh- and i just try not i tr- me personally i try not to judge people because i you know I, d- I just don't know really what happened
0: yeah he really did take a big hit for all that though it's embarrassing i'm sure he was embarrassed but
1: uh or maybe not maybe he just likes whipping it out and beaten off in front of women, I don't
0: know well the way he describes it is that it wasn't, it, he made it seem like everybody was on board with what was going on and then he and, comes to find out that everybody was not on board
1: and, you know like Larry David kind of does a uh, <laughs> makes fun of not necessarily the me too thing but he, he makes light of how that can be us
0: how it can spiral, introduce- it can spiral out of control yeah so that's
1: what i'm saying i just it can be
0: misunderstandings it can be one person thinking that everything's cool and the other person if you're not in that head you don't know but some people are i guess some people feel intimidated to well they feel like they can't say no and that's the issue
1: it's not okay when you know there's a celebrity thing i just i just have a hard time like i have a hard time with a lot of that stuff well, and it's the I don't know if that's making sense.
0: But. It's the power thing, and people feel like they can't say no, and that's something maybe he didn't realize is that he those girls maybe felt pressured yeah. into allowing him to do what he was doing, and and he he makes it seem like they they knew exactly what was going on, and uh, yeah, there's uh, always going to be two sides to that story, but he doesn't seem like he really gives a shit about anything now because he really lets it go. Mm-hmm. He really gets uh, into some raunchy shit. <laughs> it was funny to me. I, I've always liked Louis' style. His comedy is very funny. He's, I mean, the guy who did very well for himself for a reason. I don't know. It was worth the, it was worth the view. Worth watching. Nice. I mean, I'm not gonna hold that shit against him. I wouldn't hold. I, I mean, I'm not the type to hold grudges. So. Wait, you know, that was a while ago. It's, it's over. Move on. Are you going to tell this guy he can't ever do his work again because he slipped up, made some mistakes? I mean, he hit out. He's, he talks about in his special that he had to go. He talks about doing shows in Poland. And he's like, yeah, that's where I had to go to do shows.
1: <laughs> kind of piggybacking on the Louis C.K point i listened to joey diaz's podcast oh, yeah. on it was called it was from thursday it's called felony favors he just basically talks about when he was in prison you know how he had to reinvent himself to make money in prison and then like how this you know he didn't ever he joey never envisioned himself being in prison just like we never envisioned ourselves envisioned being in a pandemic like this mm-hmm so what are you going to do to make money or to better yourself going forward in this? And I thought that was a good lesson. Mm-hmm. And then also it kind of piggybacks on the point about Louie is that, you know, Joey went, he's a felon. He went to prison. I assume he's a felon. I, I think he was. Um, and he's, he's made a life for himself. So that was a good lesson. I, I enjoyed that. I always enjoyed Joey Diaz's podcast.
0: Yeah, that guy's great. It's very funny. I wish I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and things like that. Uh, especially when I want to take a break from sports, like that's typically right where I go it's just some comedian podcast, just to get away from sports for whatever amount of time. Yeah, I think we, uh, I think we had a pretty good conversation there. Covered some NBA stuff the truth is we're still in the dark about what's going to happen with the season. I'm just going to keep watching and take it step by step. Hopefully we'll get a season, but you know, it's got to be done safely or else it's not the right move. But yeah, basketball would be good. And I don't mean to sound selfish in that way. I know a lot of other things need to happen too, but,
1: We got to get my damn kids on the school bus. Shit.
0: We got to get the kids on the school buses back in school. We got to get businesses back open. Sports definitely are taking the back seat to all the things that really matter right now. is people being safe and people being alive. All right, Bo. I had fun talking to you, man. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for your time. Thank everybody, for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at House of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. And until next time, thank you. We'll see you. Kick in.
2: You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I will follow him, follow him wherever he may go, there isn't an ocean too deep, a mountain so high it can keep me away, I must follow him, ever since he touched my hand I